Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spleichel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spleichel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is 100% transparency in Facebook advertising. This week's guest is the founder of Brighter Click, an education first agency that focuses not just on performance, but on proactive communication led by education. Brighter Click helps e commerce companies two to three times their current Facebook marketing performance, and they are the only agency that leads all communication through education. A big hello to Colby Blood. Hi, Colby. Hey, thanks for having me on, Andy. Yeah, you know, we're excited to have you. So, why do it? Why do you believe it is important to educate your clients on the mar- on the process of advertising using Facebook when working on a client's account? And do most clients, do they even care? I believe most clients do care. Yeah, I think education is important with communication for a couple of reasons. One, when you're explaining results to a client, it's very important to educate them on the why behind the results and not just feed them KPIs and and data like that so that they can take that and they can translate it into other parts of their business, other parts of their marketing, however that may be. It also is very important because when you're looking at opportunities within their business, let's say that uh, campaign performance is down on Facebook, right? A lot of times it can go back to uh, what's going on in the ad account, what's going on this way. And sometimes it is the ad account, but Maybe there's an education opportunity on um, website performance or creative needs within the account. And, you know, the last thing I'll add to it is we've talked about uh, performance. We've talked about negative performance. One thing we could look at as well is educating them on continuing to grow as a business. At Brighter Click, we focus on Facebook, Instagram ads, and we're looking at Google here soon. But we want to educate our clients so that they can succeed with their entire marketing stack. So maybe they need to add in. SMS marketing or email marketing or a certain type of marketing that we don't offer, but we know that it would help their business grow because at the end of the day, that's our real goal is helping them grow. So you make some great points. Why do you think other agencies aren't doing this? You know, (laughs) yeah, I don't want to overspeak for all agencies, but you know, something I commonly see is just a um, rapid churn and burn type approach of just focusing on new client acquisition. Um, and it seems to create a bottleneck for working with your clients through their journey and really taking them on a growth path that will help them uh, kind of best grow their business. So with that comes lower communication. And, and when you have not as frequent communication or lower communication, there's oftentimes not education as well. So so when you take over a Facebook account for a new client, what are some of the common mistakes that you currently see going on inside an account? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, one thing I see missing all of the time, which kind of boggles my mind is um, 
people, uh, agencies or freelancers aren't often running loyalty campaigns enough, right? So I saw a statistic that said that 40% of growing e-commerce companies revenue comes from existing customers with repeat purchases. Why not run Facebook ads to those people? So too often I don't see um, loyalty campaigns running. And then, you know, the biggest opportunity, I think, on the market right now, and the thing I hear from most agencies that they struggle with is creative and clients having enough creative or the agency being able to prov provide the creative services for that. We see TikTok is moving everything towards creative oriented. Facebook's now moving towards that as well. So creative fatigue or just burnout has been a major uh, kind of impactor for a lot of accounts. You know, you just kind of rolled into my next question, which is what are some of the best indicators that a Facebook campaign will be successful? The important elements, I guess, I guess I'm asking the age old question, is it the creative or the audiences that you target that is more important? Facebook is moving towards a broad audience targeting platform. You see so many of the major influencers in the marketing space talking about that. And we see that time and time again with our accounts as well. Used to, it was 1% lookalike and, and focus on this specific mm -hmm. interest and get very granular. Now we're going max broad audiences, wide open targeting when we can, and really focusing on the creative. One little thing I'll add in there is um, as we're doing this, schema markup is very important to make sure that the SEO on your website can drive the proper traffic from the bots that are being uh, sent over by Facebook. But yes, I would say creative and then really understanding uh, we use a revenue calculator to make sure that just based on website performance, cost of traffic, cost of goods sold, that a business can actually be profitable from Facebook ads. What about placements? Yeah, placements, that's a good question. So generally we choose uh, feed placements, stories placements, and reels placements. Now, every business type uh, is a little bit different. There could be some business types where, for example, uh, marketplace makes sense or right-hand column makes sense, but we like to stick to the those three and we're really pushing towards reels because it's such a new space or surface as Facebook calls it. And there's a lot of opportunity with it. So not to get too technical on you, but how do you test that opposed to just clicking all placements and letting Facebook decide? Yeah. So we go into the ad set level and we do manual placement that way. And then um, we really focus on looking at a couple of things when we do placements. So what level of the funnel is the placement working for? Like does uh, reels work better here or there? And then what type of creative or what purpose of the creative works best in each placement as well? Like, for example, I'll give you uh, with loyalty campaigns to existing customers, we always find that new product release ads or uh, end of season sale ads in Instagram stories always knock it out of the park. So we try to find the purpose behind the placement and even like the level of funnel and then use it kind of with that strategy there. How much traffic do you need to have enough to know that you're confident in your decisions? Yeah, that's a good question. We don't, uh, we in-house don't look at it from a traffic perspective per se. We look at it from a um, spin comparative to CPA goal, uh, if you will. So let's say like your CPA goal, and it's going to be different for everybody, but your CPA goal is 50, right? So if we've spent um, 
two to two X your CPA for an ad and it's not bringing sales, then we know that it's something that we need to change there. So we do it based on our goals for CPA. So how, uh, let me ask Colby, how did you start running Facebook? How'd you get into Facebook ads? That's a great question. So I started out freelancing um, and I was, I did the common thing freelancers can do where I fell in the catch all. I was doing website design, email marketing, um, everything that I could and ended up taking a course for uh, Facebook ads back in the day and uh, just started honestly doing free work or as close to free work as I could in ad accounts just to get that seat time and really get an understanding of the platform. And it just kind of continued for, from, forward from there, kept freelancing, and then eventually uh, started building out BrighterClick to where we grew 300% last year. Wow. Now, for people listening that are thinking about starting to run ads using Facebook, maybe they've never done it before, what would be a, a piece of actionable advice that you would give them? Yeah, I would say to make sure that uh, you don't forget about the aspect of marketing within the account. Understand that uh, it's very important to know about bid strategies and uh, cost cap and all the different things that go into Facebook ads, but really remember that it comes down to right audience, right messaging, and don't forget to look at the entire funnel as well. So understand how is the website performance does the business you're working with make sense for Facebook? And do they have a year round business? I'll give you an example. Um, if you're working with a clothing company and they only sell hoodies or warm wear sweatshirts, are they going to succeed all year? Or is their business going to rise in the wintertime and decline during the warm season? So take those things into account. Look at the whole business. Look at the whole marketing stack. Don't just get stuck on the Facebook part and spin your wheels every day trying to optimize something that can't perform. What type of businesses do well on Facebook and what don't? Yeah, that's a really good question. So uh, we work specifically within e-commerce and I would say businesses that work well are going to be ones that can pull uh, the main three levers for marketing growth, which is get more customers, increase uh, average order value when you can and increase purchase frequency from existing customers. So you can see success with some companies that are like one-off impulse purchase items, but the companies that really succeed and grow are ones that can have uh, campaigns that don't just rely on a front-end CPA to drive their entire business, but they can use Facebook ads to acquire new customers, get repeat purchases, and then build out their full marketing stack to go into um, email marketing and things like that. That's a roundabout answer. If you're looking for a specific niche, we consistently see sustainability products performing well, clothing and apparel, um, sporting goods, uh, CPG, uh, most e-commerce businesses that have a uh, profitable business model can perform well with Facebook ads. What's, what's CPG? Um, consumer packaged goods. Oh, so like, okay. uh, got it. Got it. So Amazon's quite popular you know, <laughs> news, right? Yeah, it is. But I'm curious, do you ever run ads for clients directly to their products on Amazon? Or generally, are you sending ads to a company's own website? We have not run ads to Amazon, mainly for tracking purposes. Uh, we run ads to Shopify or other uh, platforms that our clients own. Got it. And... 
how do you tracking how you know i was just thinking so i i bought a pair of shoes off of facebook uh, uh last week and i liked them so much i went back to the website and, and purchased a second pair is there any way to, to track the lifetime value of a customer as far as the roes or or how are how are you providing the profitability of of those campaigns yeah, that's a great question. And um, everybody needs to listen to what you just said and take actions like that. Do repeat purchases on your own. That's great. Um, so we suggest clients, especially after iOS 14.5 and with the rumors, I'll call it, of Google Chrome getting rid of cookies next year, we push our clients towards a tool like Triple Whale. So we uh, prefer to have a first party data and have our clients have that pixel on their website. And when you have things like that, you can see lifetime value. You can see assisted conversions or assisted attribution. You can see all of those things that don't necessarily show up on Facebook and sometimes don't show on Google Analytics as well. So Triple Well is definitely a good tool to use for that. I haven't heard of that before. Is that an analytics program? It is, yeah. So it's similar to if you've heard of like High Rows or Wicked Reports or any track. It's, it's similar to those, but Triple Wells definitely seems to be the, the one that's stepping ahead of everybody else. So let me ask you, if you had a crystal ball, where do you see Facebook ads heading in the next 12 to 18 months? Whew, that's a good question, Andy. Um, so I'm hopeful. That's a, that's a good way to put it after 2021 uh, 20, and 2020. So we see a couple of things happening, and this is all um, up in the air, but the COO of Facebook recently stepped down, Sheryl Sandberg. She had been that for some time. And the person that was working under her, the company's chief growth officer, um, Javier, is taking over her position. What we do know about him is that he is very, very analytical. He is not going to be in the spotlight and spending a lot of his time in the media. He's going to be very hands-on with focusing on the Facebook marketing algorithm and really improving that platform for business owners. So it's nice to see that there is um, a fresh set of eyes coming in to take leadership that way. And we'll see how things go with that over the next 12 to 18 months. And then something else that we're looking at is Apple is the one that put out iOS 14.5, caused a lot of disruption with tracking. Their claims was that it was for um, safety or privacy for their users. But what we do also see is Apple is moving towards its own marketing or advertising platform. What is Apple going to do when it wants to come out with that platform and it needs to use user data to target people with customized ads? Is it going to backtrack on iOS 14.5 and let other platforms like Facebook and TikTok use its user data? Or is it going to bite the bullet and the uh, PR storm that would come and still just use it for its own self and its advertising platform? We will see. So I think there's some interesting things that will be going forward. And at the same time, Facebook's working to take over and have its own e-commerce platform with Facebook and IG shops. So, um, you know, it's really a race to who can, who can own the user data, I guess is the best way to put it, or who can have control over it. So you had touched on the, the privacy issue, but, you know, that's the forefront. If, if someone has seen a decline in their results on Facebook since that's come out, that, that new iOS um, privacy blocker, what, what do you suggest to them? What, what should they be doing right now? 
Yeah, definitely look at your back end, right? So we've seen reports of some accounts on Facebook losing up to 70% of attribution. So that doesn't necessarily mean that your performance is down. It means your attribution is down. Go on to Shopify, check your blended ROA, understand if you are still getting sales or if you really have lost performance that way. If you're losing performance on Facebook, you really do want to go broad audience. We used to, like I said earlier, focus on very narrow audiences. Now you want to go very broad with your audiences, wide open targeting, have good schema markup on your website, and really focus a lot of your time, energy, and effort on putting out a lot of creative. I'm going to put out a number and say, you should try to be testing at least 25 to 30 ads every month. That's a blanket statement because I don't know what your ad spend is if you're listening to this, but you need to have a mindset of frequently testing creative and then have a tool like Triple Whale. Make sure you are fully um, up to speed with your tracking and ability to see the performance in your account. That's the second time you've mentioned schema markup. If somebody doesn't know what that, can you explain that and, and how they would make sure they had it? Yeah, of course. I'll put it in um, because I'm not an SEO person myself. I'll put it in uh, the easiest way to go, which is schema markup is like the uh, English language for uh, bots or for algorithms on Facebook and on Google and things like that. So there is schema markup language on your website, which tells the bots from Facebook and Google who you are, what your business is and what you sell. When you launch a Facebook ad, some of the first traffic that comes from that ad is the Facebook bots crawling your website to understand it. So what you need to do is you need to make sure that you have proper schema markup because the bot pulls that schema from your website, understands what you sell and who you're trying to target. And it also pulls that from other websites and if your schema matches other websites and there is the, you know, the Facebook algorithm shows that uh, Jim and Nancy visited those websites, it knows that they're high interest for your website as well. And it will find those people in the audiences that you create. So you can go uh, onto Google and type in schema markup checker or schema markup validator, put in your URL and you can see if you have schema you, if you need it installed, definitely go on somewhere like Upwork, search for someone that does schema markup, find somebody that has good reviews, uh, good credibility for schema markup, and definitely uh, get them to look and see which additional schema markups you need for your website. And if you're using Shopify, isn't that's already on there, I believe? Not always, no. So there's... Um, close to 10 different versions of markup. And um, no, some, uh, many websites are missing. I think you have basic organizational markup and you may have one other, but there's a lot of markups that would still need to be added. Now, let me ask you, if somebody is just like, wow, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do all this. <laughs> um, I'm going to hire somebody to do my uh, yeah. Facebook ads. What do they need to be careful of when determining which agency to hire? Yeah, that's a great question. So I would make sure when you're looking at uh, hiring an agency that they have experience in your niche. So what I mean by that is lead generation ads for software companies and campaigns are very different than campaigns for e-commerce companies, which are very different than campaigns for solar panel installers. Make sure that the agency you're working with 
has experience and specializes in your vertical e-commerce, solar panel, whatever it is, make sure that that agency does a formal audit on your business, your ad account and your website before sharing results that they believe they can help you achieve. Right? So when we look at uh, taking over an account, we go in, we do a full audit on their Facebook ad account. We understand their website performance and we plug them into an Excel calculator to see the profitability opportunity they have based on the numbers that they currently um, have within their business, their website, and their ad account. So the goal would be that your agency or potential agency educates you on those things. So then you can make a comprehensive decision on if it's a good fit for you or not. You know, that's interesting. And it, it brings me to another point as far as the vertical. So my specialty at True Online Presence is, is Google Ads. Mm-hmm. And I only work with e-commerce companies, but I don't take the, the companies that have the same products, right? So if I mm-hmm. have a, a private company, for example, they sell pond fountains, I wouldn't take another client's selling pond fountains that are the same products because I'd be bidding against myself. Yeah. Um, do you have that policy in place at your company or to most agencies? No, that's a good question. We, so we don't generally take clients that are the exact same. Like for example, if we're selling, um, women's swimwear, right. If we get super hyper niche that way, we will take on clothing companies as long as they're not direct directly kind of, uh, battling each other. Like one may be targeting women, 45 to 60, one may be targeting males, 20 to 35, right. things right. like that. But yeah, they're not I, both selling Nike shoes. Correct. Yeah, correct. Got it. Now let's talk about you and your journey. Have there been any business books out there that you can attribute to your success? I might name too many here. <laughs> um, you know, if we're, if we're talking about mindset and really looking at how I can improve my mindset, just not even from a business owner perspective, but just uh, mentally, it would be the, the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. That is a pivotal, pivotal book. Uh, the Compound Effect from Darren Hardy, also a very, very good book. If we're going towards business in specific, um, as I went from freelancing to building a team, two books that really stuck out to me were Who Not How and then Clockwork. Uh, both of those books are very effective on building teams and on building sustaining businesses as well. With your agency, is there a favorite success story that you can share? Yeah, there's actually a company called uh, Great Wrap that I love telling the story of. So Great Wrap is a sustainability business in Australia. They take the byproduct waste from making potato chips and they turn that into cling wrap. Their goal is to eliminate plastic waste from landfills and from the ocean. And we started working with them in July of 2021 they had a, what I'll call a brand new ad account. They had tinkered with it a little bit, but hadn't done too much. And we were able to, within two months, start tripling their revenue. And as we've continued working with them, we've stuck to that, tripling their revenue month over month. And the greatest thing was we were able to scale their ad spend astronomically um, while maintaining positive results. So uh, I don't know uh, how similar it would be on the Google end of things, Andy, but uh, generally with Facebook ads, you want to scale at a 20% increment, but we went from um, under the 10K range to over the 60K range in a very short period of time and remains uh, profitable that way. So we've had a great time working with Great Wrap, and they're actually in the process of scaling to the United States 
as well, just based off of uh, the sales that they've been getting from our partnership. How long does your average client stay with you? So our current, um, our current right now is, uh, if we want to get super technical, 8.2 months, but um, yeah, we'll just say eight months for that. And who is the perfect client for working with you? Yeah, so we don't go hyper niche in, in between e-commerce. We, I mean, we do generally work with clothing companies and sustainability companies, but I would say any e-commerce company who is in growth mode and who's willing to put budget towards multi-channel marketing, we um, understand that we run Facebook ads and we like to do the best that we can there. But for any business to be truly successful online, you need to have a multi-channel approach, Google ads, especially. So we like to find businesses that are growth ready, not just growth oriented and have the, the kind of the capital to continue forward that way. And you had mentioned that you do some with the creative or, or how does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. So currently, as I, we record this on June 16th of 2022, right now we just do post-production, which is um, everything in Adobe. We take the assets that clients give us, but we're actually in the works of, and I was talking with my operations consultant before this recording on building out that leg of the business where we can start doing the influencer sourcing. We can start doing the photography, the videography, because that is a big opportunity for a lot of businesses. So uh, that's something that we are in the works of expanding to. And how does your fee structure currently work? And will there be changes with this new services that you're offering? Yeah. So right now uh, with the fee structure that we have for full account management, for copywriting, for graphic design, for communication, um, our management starts at 2,650 USD per month. And that is for up to $25,000 a month in ad spend. When you go from 25 uh, to 39.9 per month, we start looking at 12% ad spend. We don't do base and uh, percent. We just do percent of spend. And then as you continue up that tier, it goes down to 10%, then 8%, and so on that way. So we try to stagger it out so that there's no major wall to discourage scaling that way. Will that change when we build out the creative part? Um, the management part will stay the same. I cannot give you a definite answer on, will the fee structure change? It may just be that we're looking at um, like an a la carte add-on, but that's something as we build this out, I'll have a, a better answer for that. Well, I like how you're so straightforward with your pricing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we try to, I try to say it on call one, if I can, we, we like to uh, be as forward as we can, because our goal is to have long-term partnerships with our clients. So I don't, we don't do a pricing based off project. We do it just kind of flat that way. Now, how much does somebody, you know, how developed is there? Can't, because what did you say the initial pricing is per month? 2,600? Yeah, I'll be even so, more clear. Sorry, sorry. I'll be even more clear. We have an onboarding fee. So month one, 3,600. Um, and then every month after that, 2,650 until you scale. And what if you're just launching a Facebook program? I mean, is it, do people come to you right away or usually have they been advertising for a while? That's a good question. So we look at it in the sense of their availability to spend. So um, can they spend enough to be profitable in addition to our retainer. 
So we have a calculator in Excel to guide clients through that because that's a that's a pretty weighted thing to figure out. So can they be profitable based on their margins, based on their CPA and our retainer? And if they can't, one thing we actually do have is like a partnership program in that we'll work with you for up to three months uh, with the goal of getting you past break even where our retainer would be so that we can start charging you that. And in that three months of working with you, we have a greatly reduced rate um, to work with clients to meet them where they're at with things. So generally, if they're coming on at that retainer, it's because um, they have the business to do that. But if they don't, we can work with clients to get there. And how can an interested listener learn more about working with you? Yeah, of course. So of course you can go to brighterclick.com. That's a great way to see our business and you can schedule a call that way through our Calendly. You can email me at colby at brighterclick.com. That's C-O-L-B-Y at brighterclick.com or just add me on LinkedIn and we can connect there. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap it up today, Colby? Um, nothing that I can think of right now. Um, I would say hopefully everybody, um, has a good business year ahead of them. I know we have talks about, um, financial downturn and recession. I would say, don't forget about, uh, right audience, right messaging, keep focusing on really connecting with your audience. And I know that it can seem like cutting marketing is an option during downturn, but the marketing is what gets people through to their audience and what gets people through times as well. So definitely um, find those opportunities to keep growing. Well, it's been great. Well, thank you once again for joining us today. I appreciate you for having me, Andy. For listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding Colby or Brighter Click, you will find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our all-new podcast resource center available at www.makeeachclickcount.com. We've compiled all the different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services I have discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.